Markets continue to pop and rise as investors are betting that the Fed is going to pivot and pivot soon. So let's jump in, take a look at what's going on. And right now, the Dow was up 1%, S&P up 1.4, NASDAQ up 1.79. We'll jump in the charts in a minute. But the bottom line is investors are betting that the Fed is going to pivot and they're um, placing that bet with tech stocks. So the uh, tech stocks led the rally today overall. We'll jump into the charts here in a minute and take a look at what's going on. Not a whole lot of major news. The banks are still kind of hanging on. No major uh, banking issue news out there right now. The banks seem to have stabilized for the time being because people have stopped pulling their money out. And one of the biggest issues was with rates rising like they did, put a lot of pressure on banks because people were moving their money out of the banks into money markets, into treasuries. And the banks did not have the cash to cover those redemptions. So that's what kind of triggered a lot of what was going on. Uh, this is Bitcoin on the daily, but let's go ahead and jump into the Dow real quick. You know, still kind of hanging out in this area here, you know, working its way down to these lower levels, trying to work its way back down to that October low. Uh, the question is, will it get there? Let's go ahead and put the daily moving averages on here. So the Dow kind of hanging out, you know, around that 200 day moving average, which is an important technical level for the stock market and for individual stocks at 200 day moving average. If you're above it, you're bullish. If you're below it, you're bearish. So right now the NASDAQ kind of continuing its trend. That's where a lot of the speculation is going right now that the Fed is going to pivot. That drives value in tech stocks because they're overvalued. If the Fed does not pivot, they are overvalued. So uh, we will see what the Fed will do. And again, if inflation comes in hot, then um, and the labor market is still, you know, numbers are still hot as they come in this week and next, then that's giving the Fed ammunition to keep hiking. Uh, this is the S&P hanging out above the 200-day. Let's take a look at Bitcoin well above the 200-day still, but kind of consolidating in this range. So we'll jump back into that in a minute. Turn these moving averages off. Take a look at the VIX here. VIX dropping back down to that 19 level. Whenever it gets down to this level, we get a little bit of a spike. We haven't had a big VIX spike since last uh, October, September, October. Uh, so that is what is to be expected at some point is a volatility uh you know, a volatility spike and a uh, sell-off in the markets at some point retesting those October lows if the Fed keeps hiking and uh, if earnings come in uh, less than what the markets are forecasting and pricing right now. So that's when we get back into earnings season again, that's going to be a big determinant for markets. Here's the Dixie, you know, kind of hanging out in this range here. The two-year popping a little bit, the 10-year getting a little bit of a bounce here. Uh, will they go back up into these ranges that we've seen recently or just kind of hang out down in here? Uh, we have to wait and see. Gold is consolidating just like Bitcoin. So what's interesting here is this gold and the Bitcoin have very similar price action right now. And when you put a correlation of charts on there, uh, it gets kind of interesting uh, when you look at the gold compared to Bitcoin, kind of the same price action, that store of value equation. Uh, that's going on and rotation of capital and liquidity out in the markets right now. So let's go ahead and put this back on. There's a 200-day moving average. Let's move it over to the weekly because that's the big one. Right now, Bitcoin has found support above the 200 weekly, which is good. If it can continue to stay above the 200 weekly, then you can look for this to continue to consolidate and move on. But if we do get a breakdown in the broader markets, Bitcoin will likely participate in that breakdown and move to lower levels to recheck those uh, October lows as well. Right now, above the midline of the Gaussian channel, 
And uh, we'll have to see if Bitcoin can continue to stay above there or if it ends up in a situation like we saw back here in March of last year, where Bitcoin kind of pumped up, just like we're seeing right now. This price action here looks very similar to what we saw back in March, broke above the midline of the gauze and then dropped down. We'll have to see if that's what's going to play out here. And nobody knows. Really what it boils down to is the strength of the economy and what the Fed does. If the Fed did pivot and start re reducing rates, you might see Bitcoin and crypto take off for a little while, but eventually everything comes crashing down because generally the market's bottom after the Fed pivots. They don't go into a new bull market necessarily. Although back in 2018, uh, if you look at the timing of when all that occurred in traditional markets, um, we saw a pretty immediate reaction right in this area here when the Fed reversed policy and pivoted. So stocks sold off on Fed policy, consolidated for a while, ended up tanking, credit markets froze up, the Fed pivoted, and pivoting meaning they started cutting rates and uh, instituting QE. And right now the Fed is raising rates and we're in QT. So the market's just kind of hanging out in this range here you know, rising, we got, you know, this is on the S&P, we've got higher lows and uh, lower highs coming in, but there's still lower highs, but we did put in a higher low here. So will that continuation, uh, you know, will that continue to rise on the upside or are we going to continue to see downside? We don't know until we see what the Fed response is going to be, what the real economy starts to look like. Uh, let's take a look at Ethereum here. Same thing, consolidating in the range. XRP is the big news, getting a, a little pop here broke above the range uh, on speculation that uh, they could win the lawsuit and generate an alt season across the board if they are not deemed a security and they beat the SEC. Uh, but if they do get deemed a security, you could probably see this all reverse. Altcoins will all take a hit. But everything just kind of pumping right now because the markets are thinking that the Fed is going to pivot. So these are investors jumping in, making their bets uh, against the Fed not pivoting. And uh, interesting chart. I put a tweet out the other day. Let's take a look at something here. Somebody posted a chart here that was kind of interesting, the Wall Street cheat sheet. And, um, you know, looking at the broader market in terms of where we are, somebody kind of extrapolated this out over, let's see who this was. This was, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, yours veteran, maybe. Uh, so he said, great video at the end. What Gareth is looking at, could it be something like this, a dot, dot com and more of a stretched out version? So we were talking about Gareth saying he doesn't think that markets could potentially reach an all-time high for the next 10 to 15 years. And here you know, is what happened after the dot com. And then it went on to this run here. And then now maybe we're in this complacency stage before it falls off. It's interesting when you look at that Wall Street cheat sheet in terms of where we are. Some people think we're down in this area, but we really haven't seen a panic yet. Uh, so that's the one thing we haven't seen is real capitulation or panic. So we could very well be in a complacency kind of stage. And depending on what index you look at, let's jump back into the charts. If you look at the Dow Jones, uh, you know, none of this really lines up with that chart. You know, we really haven't seen a big panic capitulation like we saw right there. That's panic. That's capitulation. Uh, so this very well could still be in a complacency kind of stage. And what's interesting is when you look at these indexes, and here's the S&P, NASDAQ might be a little bit more a little bit more down the channel and maybe this could potentially be, you know, that phase. But if you look at it on a weekly, the charts start to take a little bit different form on the weekly. And, you know, the NASDAQ and S&P definitely kind of look like they could be in that, you know, psychology of a market where you see this consolidation, you see the run, 
sells off. You got that first area of complacency and then it kind of rolls off, you know, back into lower stages. So this is kind of what that looks like. The interesting thing is, you know, this is, you know, 2000, 2001, didn't get back there till uh, seven years later in 2007 and eight. Then we had a reset, went off to run and it took from that point. This is the S&P we're looking at, you know, again, to get back from 2000, really seven peak. It wasn't until 2013, six, seven years later before stocks got back to their all-time highs. So is that something that's a potential here? We're in a different market right now, different climate. All of this liquidity that's been pumped into the market. Let's take a look at the NASDAQ here. NASDAQ kind of same thing went on that run. So could this be more of a complacency complacency stage? Uh, you know, it's, it's a real possibility. Let's take a look at Wall Street cheat sheet. Let's take a look at that right there and go ahead and pull one up. And when you look at that and see where we're at and, you know, some of these charts, so that consolidation area running up. So this kind of on the weekly looks like it could match up with some of that uh, in this complacency stage. You know, we just need to cool off for the next rally. And that's kind of where everybody's at, right? Everybody's kind of thinking the next bull rally is coming and everything. We'll take a look at Bitcoin in a minute. Some people think we could be down in this area here where, you know, but I don't see really any anger out there. I don't see any of that. Uh, you know, we didn't see panic. We didn't really see any of these, you know, stages. Now it doesn't say that it has to play out that way. It's just an interesting chart to look at. Let's look at Bitcoin here. And uh, here's Bitcoin on the weekly. When you look at that, I know you could look at this as a consolidation rose up, bounced again. This could be complacency in Bitcoin coming down. This could be another one. I mean, it's just uh, so many different levels, so much different psychology going on. This price action, very different. The interesting thing is, you know, obviously from this point here, if you go back and look at the ROI from January uh, 17, 18 to the peak of the market in 2021, that was a 244% return over from the peak, a, um, what would that be, a three-year period. So that wasn't too bad. But if you look at it where it's at now, from the peak of 2021 to now, Basically, it's a 47% uh, increase since the peak of 2021 to today, 2023. So we're five years in. And, uh, you know, so right now, if anybody bought Bitcoin 10 years ago, you're in good shape. Uh, if you bought it five years ago at the peak, not so much. If you bought it a year or two ago, not so much. So, <clears throat> you know, definitely a long-term play. Question is, if you bought up in these areas, how long is it going to take you to get back to here? So we don't know that right now. All we know is, uh, we are two years in uh, at this point here from the peak, just about two years in from the peak. So we'll have to see how long it takes to get back to all-time highs in Bitcoin and in traditional markets. And one chart that was really interesting I saw the other day was looking at the NASDAQ uh, over from 2000.com bubble to now in terms of, or to the peak of the market in terms of the uh, return from that time frame. So here's the peak right here in 2000. So if you look at this, and you extrapolate that out, that was a 247% return over a uh, basically 13-year period, or a 10-year period, I'm sorry, over a 10-year period. So um, basically 247 divided by 10. So that is about 20% uh, per year from the peak to the peak here in terms of a gain in the NASDAQ. So that's kind of interesting to, you know, spread that out and look at, you know, what kind of return that is. I, you know, if you, if you did the compound return, it's probably not that much, 
But in terms of, you know, overall return, you know, 247% over 10 years, you know, not great, but not too bad either. If you bought at the peak here, the question is, if you bought at the peak up here, how long is that going to take to get back uh, to all-time highs and return on investment? So right now, nobody knows. Um, it's all a wait-and-see situation. What's inflation going to look like? What is the job market going to look like, job reports? And what is the Fed's response going to be? We know if it's uh, if everything is still hot, the Fed will raise rates again. The markets will cool off again a little bit, but they're still pricing in the narrative of the Fed pivot. So the markets are just not giving up. They're not believing the Fed. They think the Fed is going to have to pivot before the end of the year. So right now, that's why the markets are up. That's why everything is happening, because it's risk back on for investors in the market thinking there's a Fed pivot coming and nothing is broken yet. So until something cracks, until something breaks, the Fed's not going to pivot. They might stop hiking, but they're not going to reduce rates and they're not going to do QE. Uh, so that is not a pivot. So Goldman Sachs came out and said the markets are wrong. Uh, about the Fed pivot and our pricing in, you know, incorrectly. So we'll see. Uh, all we can do right now is wait until we get more uh, clearance and guidance from the Fed. And, uh, you know, just be careful and enjoy these rallies and, you know, watch the trend lines, you know, buy the dip, sell the rip. And until the next video, I will see you then.